Hello and good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this week's new episode, or actually episode three of Xbox One-on-One. And I got to tell you, my God, every time I've watched that new intro by De Niro Panero is goosebump inducing. Uh, It is something that um, just proves his talent is just so through the roof. It's ridiculous. Um, And uh, look... Folks, we are. This is a new. This is a new program. If you're new to the channel, uh, this was new. This show uh, was just added recently. This is episode three, and it's something that uh, I'm going to continue to do as long as the people want them. Uh, I launched it as a, a series that was, uh, you know, a, a limited run series. Uh, we have in the basket twelve episodes uh, scheduled. Um, and we are going to, when we get closer to the end, do a poll on Twitter, uh, and, and of course through the chat and see how many people actually want this show to continue. And if the, if the audience is there, if the, you know, the views are there, if the voices are crying for it, then we will answer the call. But, you know, as you can see, I have a different co-host today, uh, Zemi Gaines, who is, uh, I think the bravest man on Twitter who claims to be a coward, which is, which is awful, did not want to play this game. Now, I think he's kind of warming up to it because, uh, the, the, the medium isn't, isn't terror, you know, this, uh, it is more, um, survival horror and more so it's even more mystery horror, if you will, um, so I'm going to try and warm him up to uh, to actually playing the game. But in order to do a one-on-one, I needed a co-host with the chops. And, of course, I want to bring in one of, one of the content creators that I think is an up-and-coming uh, uh, um, individual that you definitely need to uh, watch and listen to. Please welcome rookie sensation Pong Soul. Wow, what an intro boom. Uh, good morning. Good morning, chat. Good morning, everyone out there listening and watching. Uh, this is absolutely fantastic. Uh, first of all, boom, congrats on the new intro. Uh, De Niro Primero uh, went up and beyond as he always does, and that thing is absolutely fantastic. I, I can't get enough of uh, can't get enough of it. So uh, first of all, congrats there. Uh, second of all, thank you so much for having me. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity that you've given me, uh, not only on primetime prime time gaming, but now here with this one-on-one about the medium. Uh, this is absolutely a dream come true for me. Uh, so I love this. And uh, as we were talking backstage and as you uh, uh, alluded to in the beginning there, uh, Zemi, love you, man. And thank you very much for whatever your reasons are for not, you know, you call yourself a coward. That, so be it, but thank you for uh, not being able to do this and allowing me to sit in your chair for today. Well, listen, it, it, I, I, you know, I went to you immediately because I knew that not only did you want some more podcasting under the belt, but I think that you bring a very, a, a very asserted, asserted uh, professionalism, if you will, to the show that you're on, uh, which of course is Friday nights at 9 p.m. And we're going to talk about that Um at the end of the show, so we can get some views and some subs over to, of course, uh, your co-host there, who was hap- who happened to be uh, Mav was on with us last night on a primetime gaming. And folks, if you missed that episode, look, I'm going to be honest with you. As a content creator, it's hard to say yes. Episode A, B, or C was my favorite because of A, B, and C. I, I can I can definitely tell you that. 
Uh, last night's episode is probably my favorite of 2021. And I, I know that we're only a couple of weeks in, but there was so much passion and so much facts thrown at the wall that we basically painted a Picasso. If you if you missed last night's episode, please go over to Double Barrel Gaming on YouTube and download, or of course, head over to your favorite RSS feed, and later this afternoon, it's going to be uploaded for your listening pleasure so you don't have to burn out your phone. It was an incredible episode, and of course, um, Fun Speculation, also known as Mav, was on with us last night, and he did an amazing job. Uh, again, very, very professional, very, very strong opinions, and of course, talked facts. But we are here to talk about one of the biggest releases in 2021, and of course, Bloober Teams, The Medium. And um, what we're going to do today is talk about it. Uh, we're going to first start, the first half of the show is going to be, who is Bloober Team? You know, when did they start? Who are they? How many people do they have in their studio? What chances did they take with uh, with this game? And we we, we learned yesterday that, um, that they recouped all their money, both in development and in... Um, an advertisement, and that's a big deal because advertisement, if you don't know, is usually the biggest cost of said film, game, you know, music, whatever, because advertising costs a lot of money, and they've recouped all of it, folks, all of it in under a week. I, I believe it's three days of sales of this game. That That's a big deal. Um, but first, I have to thank an individual in the chat that completely blew my hair off, and I have a mohawk, so you know it's on the floor already. Uh, Master Clowns X3, uh, he's he's been a very generous donor for many, many years since I started. And today, he didn't just drop one Super Chat. He dropped three. And when I turned on the chat and I saw all orange, it, what, what can I say? I, I, I'm humbled beyond belief because as a content creator, I don't expect anything. Uh, I do this uh, for a lot of reasons. Money is not one of them. Sure, does it help? Absolutely. It's nice to, to, you know, to be gifted this, to be blessed with this kind of uh, money from the audience. Because again, I do this as a hobby. I'm a retired dude. Um, and any money that comes in, as you can see last year and the years prior, we, Mrs. Boomstick and I try to turn that around and put it into giveaways. It's something that we enjoy doing. And the first Super Chat is $50, and it's a super sticker. And all I could say is, OMG. Uh, and then he follows that with two more $20 Super Chats. And the first one says, just paying my respects and sincere ad admiration from Mr. Boomstick and Friends. Always find the shows to be a morale boost and a good way to start today. No lie. Well, dude, that is freaking awesome. That is a, an amazing, powerful comment, and I, I'm honestly moved by that. And he says, I'm throwing another one for a good measure. Well, dude, thank you again for your outstanding uh, generosity. But listen, we already have uh, almost 100 people here. Uh, I don't know how big of an audience we're going to get for today's uh, show, but I hope that we get, you know, two, 300 people in here because I think today is going to be worthy of a conversation. So, you know, I want to go right into who Bloober Team is. And, well, that's the big question that we will be answering on today's new episode of Xbox One on One. And with me, obviously, is, of course, Pong Soul. Now, Pong, we're going to get to you in a second, but I want to talk about Bloober Team. And they were, they're a small team that were, that was founded by Peter uh, Babino and uh, Peter, uh, both two Peters. And I, I, it's, I don't want to say Blaskowitz because that would be from, of course, uh, <laughs> Wolfenstein, but I believe it's, 
Blatowitz, I believe that's how you pronounce it. And the studio's original, uh, the, the studio was originally part of Nibris, a developer set up in 2006 um, to become an independent through investor funding. And the studio formally launched on, on November 6th of 2008, employing only 20 people in the, uh, the crack core offices. Now, Babino became the chief executive officer for the company at that particular time. Now, here's where it gets interesting, folks. In October of 2010, following Nibris's decision to exit game development, uh, the game development business and the cancellation of their only video game in development called Sadness, many of the company's developers then joined Bloober Team. And currently, as of this show, uh, they have they, they now house over 100 employees that make up the current development staff. Now, look, uh, Pong, when you, when you hear that Bloober Team is one of those studios that come from humble beginnings. Um, and it seems as if their talent is just every game that they put out, they seem to just get better. And 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 obviously the end, end result is the medium, and it is a phenomenal game. Uh, wh- what are your thoughts about where they came from and where they are now? You know, Boom, there's something special. Um, you know, we all love AAA studios, right? We all love the big... The big guys out there that just produce all these fantastic games. Uh, but there's something special about watching a small studio develop from the ground up. And with their history, this is an ascending studio, right? So this is one of those studios that at each and every game have gotten better and better. And they are perfecting their craft. And they have a very specific style uh, that they are going for, right? Um, if you look at through all their games, whether it be Layers of Fear, um, you know, Blair Witch, uh, Observer, now to the medium, they like delving into the human psyche and they like the psychological horror slash thriller aspect of things. But when you see that this group has been together and have been slowly building to this point, it gives you a deep appreciation uh, for not only where they came from, but where they're going. And this is a studio that I hope some people are going to take notice of finally. Again, their games have been, you know, their games have been out there. People have enjoyed them. They've had their issues. Obviously, they haven't been the perfect games, but every game has gotten a little bit better. And with the medium, I think they finally put themselves on the map as a team and as a group that has to be watched uh, for any kind of future project. And again, if my wish comes true and they join the Microsoft family permanently and they get underneath that umbrella and all of a sudden they have access to all the tools, uh, you know, money, uh, which is obviously important. I think this team winds up being something very special. You know, and that's a great point. That is a fantastic point. It's a point that we talked about uh, a lot last night. And I am like you pulling for Microsoft to uh, make a studio acquisition uh, of of Bloober Team. And I say that for a lot of reasons. Um, One, your your, uh, analysis of their ascension in the gaming world is great. And like you said, every time they put out a game, 
it's just that much better than the last one, which proves that what we're seeing is untapped talent that just needs the financial backing of, let's say, a Microsoft for it to realize its dreams and aspirations as a studio. And when you look, when I look at Bloober Team, when I look at who they are, where they came from, what circles they're being talked about in, it makes me think of Ninja Theory, makes me think of Compulsion Games, makes me think of In Exile. These are small studios that at one point were not uh, you know, uh, household names. And this is a team that, look, w- when talking about horror right now, on, on today's date, on this on this very show, you know, many in the gaming community equate horror quite simply with Capcom's Resident Evil, right? Konami's Silent Hill, Remedy's Alan Wake, Dead Space, of course, by Visceral Games, who no longer exists, unfortunately, Outlast, another uh, heart attack-inducing game by Red Barrel, or even... Even alien isolation from Creative Assembly. Now, I think it's safe to say with confidence, but more important, pride, that the team at Bloober could now be put in that conversation and their game, The Medium, could be a part of that, that, that circle of games I just talked about. And playing this game is we're going to get into what we like, what we don't like, what the future is for Bloober team. But you know what? I, I, I just just so people don't again. This is this is a little bit of a you know get ready to you know, learn something class. Um, type part of the of, of today's show is that maybe maybe you're not familiar with Bloober Team. Maybe you're like, well, I don't really know what they've done. Boom! I, I'm kind of new to this. I know everyone's talking about the medium because this is that this conversation, whether it be good, bad, mediocre, or anywhere in between. Everyone is talking about the medium, and I think that that is exactly why they have made back their money in both advertising and development costs. No doubt about it. But if you're unfamiliar with them, when you're talking about horror, right? The two, the three games that they have under—well, actually, it's four that they have that are high, like high suspense horror under their belt—is Layers of Fear One and, of course, Layers of Fear Two. But they also have Observer, which was re-released. Uh, during the uh, launch of the Xbox Series uh, Series X and S, which it was redone, and it looks absolutely stunning. I have to really put some time into that. And, of course, last year's, uh, 2019's, I said last year, I'm, I'm still in 2020, unfortunately, uh, Blair Witch, which uh, saw um, some success as well. And, um, obviously, now you can add Medium, and I think, Pong, when you talk about horror, you know, look, when you look, let me, let me put it like this. When you're talking about Microsoft, there are a lot of boxes that XGS or Xbox Game Studios check off, right? They have the best two driving franchises in gaming. I mean, this, it's, that's just it, folks. You know, Polyphony used to be the king of the hill. I don't even know if you consider them to be a pauper at this point because they hardly put out any games, right? They have uh, the w- one of the best first-person franchises in Halo with Infinite coming out at the end of the year. We're going to talk about that on Thursday's um, Xbox Factor podcast. We have some new information that's that's going to change the studio and for the better. Um, and uh, you also have, of course, the best third-person over-the-shoulder over action game in Gears, Right. And, and there's a lot of there's a lot of boxes 
that they can check off if you go down, you know what I'm saying? Go down the line. So you can add Sea of Thieves to that with, you know, MMOs. Right? You can you can add, you know, State of Decay 2 because people are still playing it. Uh, they have the MMO uh, slash horror in, in that aspect. But horror story-driven content is something that they don't have. And it's something that they need. Now, And I say need because we have heard this before. You've heard, we talked about Game Pass and, and its significance on so many shows that it's to the point of nauseam. But it's still a relevant conversation because Microsoft wants to sell you Xbox Game Pass. And what they want to do is say, okay... Here is a smorgasbord of content. They advertise 100. There's over 200, well over 200. And they, they, they cover single developed IPs, which are known as indies, to quadruple A blockbusters that we have coming out in Perfect Dark from the initiative. And now if you can add a horror genre to this incredible long list of uh, of games that are available for you to download day one i i think that that is something that needs to happen what, what does does that what i'm talking about now pong uh make it more relevant to phil spencer to say yeah no we, we definitely got to acquire these guys uh absolutely of course i mean again i think <clears throat> excuse me uh, phil's been attempting to fill holes uh that have been in the lineup uh since he got you know, got his vision in place and got the backing of Satya and Microsoft to do what he wanted to do uh, and form Game Pass into the ultimate uh, subscription service. So I think he is working his way through uh, those those missing genres or missing games uh, that he knows for a fact are there. Um, he, he wants to make sure that he's got the entire plate covered or the entire buffet offering for people who want to get into this ecosystem. So I think it's, it's vital that they, they go ahead and make moves like this. Obviously with the Zenimax purchase, they've got tango now yes. uh, with the evil within, which is awesome. And, and again, we, you know, we say it, it's done, but it isn't, the ink's not dried yet. So hopefully that's going to be done here soon and we can put that to rest. Uh, but assuming that is all good, uh, they've got Tango, and then to add a second team because, look, you know the horror genre isn't for everybody, and you know even myself, there are certain horror games that I just simply cannot do. Uh, you know, I go the Zemi route on certain ones, uh, but <laughs> but, uh, but at the same time, it is a very popular and uh, popular genre, uh, and it is also a very. Uh, it makes a lot of money because there does it's not doesn't have to be a big budget production to make a horror game. Much like the movies, uh, horror movies are exploding everywhere and have been uh, these past uh, probably five ten years because of the simple fact that the, that the production costs are down with these types of of games and movies, um, but the returns are huge, right? Um, and so I think Phil knows it well. I, I I think he's seen that. I think that was also a part of his uh, Zenimax purchase was Tango. It was definitely appealing to him to bring them into the fold as well as all the other studios that come with that. So I think he's probably looking at Bloober right now 
and seeing the reaction that the medium is getting um, for the most part from most of the people that you want to listen to and most of the places that you want to go to uh, for news, there is a positive reaction here. And he's probably seen that ascension that we are talking about and knows this is a talented team that he should bring into the fold. Oh, 100%. And I think that, you know, I think it was, um, I'm not sure who said it last night. I'm I'm trying to remember who it was, but they said that, was was Blair Witch that exclusive deal, and now the medium a test for Microsoft? And I, you know, I I honestly don't know to be honest with you. Uh, if it was a test, then they have proven that they can make returns on their games, which means that they would be uh, again the perfect team to invest in. And we've seen this. I mean, listen, you know, obviously before. Um, Ninja Theory was uh, purchased. I don't think a lot of people know this. They they were on the ropes, folks. They were on the ropes, um, and that's why they you know when they when they were making Senua, Senua's um, the first the first Hellblade. It was a game that they made exclusively for the PlayStation because PlayStation paid for that and they needed that money. Um, and uh, now you know we see what's coming out from them. They have multiple projects, Senua Saga. Uh, you know, Hellblade Two is coming out. We also have a horror game that 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 looks like PT on crack um, coming out, um, and uh, it's it, th- there's a lot to, uh, to get excited about with that team. And and I really feel and and, and I really I really want to kind of just drive this point home with Bluebird. Is if you look at Bluebird team, it's, it's not a household name, and and I kind of want to just transition the conversation over to something like compulsion games now phil spencer recently talked about compulsion games and when he did you know he gave that phil spencer smirk that of course he knows something that we don't know and he said that that team's game is one of the games he's most excited for in 2021 that has not been you know officially announced or shown anywhere and we've heard that this team um, regardless of whether you whether you liked We Happy Few or you absolutely loathed it, the game sold a lot of copies. And they are a team that no one heard of, and they're a team that now has the backing of Microsoft, and their game that they're working on is a, a third-person horror-slash-action-adventure that, that is a combination, again, based on the rumors, of Uncharted meets Bioshock. I say, where do I sign on the dotted line? So when you look at them... Get, being able to pr- potentially produce a major, major triple A, right, or even a double A new IP for Microsoft, they probably would never have been able to do that without the backing or becoming a first party studio. And I feel the same way with Bloober Team. I think that they are ripe for the picking. I think that with 100 people in the studio, they are exactly the size of who Microsoft needs to add to their studios and of course in turn they're going to bring with them years of horror-based games you know at their disposal and and i think pong that they they they, that whatever they're going to work on next should they be acquired and i believe that that is coming i don't have it on good authority i'm waiting for some clarification i I reached out to a a connection of mine to find out if if they've heard anything i haven't heard back yet 
rest assured when I do, I'll be talking about that. Uh, but in closing, uh, you know, what, what do you, what, where does this team go next? Bomb? Well, again, they just continue going upwards and obviously having the financial backing of, uh, you know, some, somebody like Microsoft would only um, accelerate that whole process, right? Um, and obviously, with the with the medium recouping all of their costs up front already, uh, that goes a long way to uh, their next project, whatever that may be at this point. But I think they are working their way towards that AAA status, right? If you don't count the medium as a triple a which i would probably say it's in that double a field um i think that they are working their way up to that point they are getting extremely comfortable with themselves and look relationships are important to phil and microsoft right especially phil himself he always talks about that they want to bring into the fold studios and people that they know and can work well with and they started this relationship a while back, like you, like you stated with the Blair Witch, um, and they've seen how the Bloober team works. They obviously have an appreciation, <clears throat> excuse me, for how they are uh, they, they produce their games, and they that that itself cementing that relationship uh, would be the final you know, piece of the puzzle. And I think that that happens. I think they do, you know, I know you, you're checking with your people and, and trying to find out for sure, but I think with how the medium has turned out, while not a perfect game, uh, a very, very good game. I, I think Phil will finally take that next step and solidify this relationship. And then we are going to see the talent that this team has blossom underneath that and uh i i see i see them i see their next project being again if they are now in the conversation with up and coming talent teams talented teams that next step is going to put them in the limelight and i think this next project this next game whatever it may be will be the one that hits and i think we can we will finally be able to look back and say we saw this coming all the way and i think that's where they're going and I and I and I like what you're putting down. Uh, real quick, I want to thank 108's Dragons TV for the outstanding, very generous two dollars super chat, and says, "Good afternoon, my gaming community, and good afternoon to you as well." And uh, listen, uh, look, this I, I, I you, both of us are close to beating it. I have not beat it yet. I'm literally at the end, and I chose not to beat it because a lot of stuff happened. I got I had to prepare for the week, you know, the this week's shows. I'll probably beat it tonight. But I am going to say this. Uh, we're now we're, we're going to now transition. We we know who Blue, Bloober team is now, right? We know that they're from humble beginnings. We know there's a hundred developers in that team. Uh, we know that um, you know they should be acquired. Hopefully, that's an announcement that comes in 2021. I don't think we're going to get any acquisition um, uh, announcements at least for the. the I, I want to say at least until uh, after March. Because March 5th is supposedly when the EU decides if this purchase can go through. I don't think it's going to be an issue whatsoever. I think Microsoft is not a monopoly on this. I think that they just bought a studio, I mean, a, a publisher that had a lot of studios. And I think that there are so many studios out there that they, they just don't qualify in picking up um, that, that, you know, uh, 
the 10 or 11 studios that's that's with Bethesda be considered a monopoly. So I, I think it's going to go through just fine. But we'll obviously keep up to date with that and, uh, w- you know, whether or not the ink dries. And I th- again, I think it's going to be no problem. But I want to transition now over to what we like, what we don't like, our reviews, and what do we think of a sequel for this franchise? Um, so, of course, we're going to get into what we've been playing. And we've been playing the hell out of this game for sure. Um, and I'm going to go to Punk Shalom on this first. Uh, you know, w- when there are a lot of things to really like about this game. Um, there were some development choices that if you would have told me in advance that, that this is the way you were going, I might have been like, oh, man, I don't know about that. But then playing through it, and of course, I'm talking about the fixed camera. Now, the fixed camera for some people was something that they had to, I guess, be reintroduced. This is something that was made famous through games like Resident Evil, of course, uh, you know, Konami's Metal Gear Solid, uh, Square's Parasite Eve had fixed cameras. I don't know how many people remember that game. That The first one was absolutely amazing, and so many um, survival horror-type games before it. And they implemented a fixed camera for this game, and obviously... The the they did that because this is a this is this is not an action game, folks. Uh, you're not ca- you're not firing weapons. Uh, you you know you're not you know swinging a sword and hacking and slashing. This is a suspense um, horror mystery. That's you're playing. You're basically a psychic detective. Is really what it comes down to, and you're trying to uncover. Um, so again, we're not doing any spoilers today. We're going to keep it very, very vague. So if you didn't play it, you don't walk away and be like, oh, I'm so devastated. Boom and Pong ruined it for me. We're going to keep it vague. But it is a game that is uh, made to go at a certain pace. Uh, if you are someone that only plays games like Gears of War, uh, I don't know if this game is going to be for you. You have to have some patience with it. You have to appreciate what their, what story they are looking to tell and how Blue team is looking to tell it. Um, but you know what? Let, let's get into your initial impressions, Pong. What, what are your thoughts on the game? Don't give it a score because we'll do the score at the end. But from, from, you know, from the minute you put it on to the last time you played, what, what did you walk away with? Um, okay, so this game uh, absolutely has blown my mind um, when it comes down to the story. Uh, the narrative. Now, some of these games, when you get into psychological thrillers, horror, um, they touch on very sensitive subjects for many people. Yes. Um, and this one, um, I've been playing through it. Ex- I, I tend to play these games slow anyways, but this game in particular, because I am so enthralled with the characters and the story and the narrative that they're trying to create. So I've been searching high and low for every clue, every possible, you know, (laughs) every possible little scrap of information I can get. I've been reading through, uh, all the, all the, all of the, uh, clues that you do find, um, and all the story pieces. So for me, this one did hit close to home. Um, it is, is personal in a lot of ways. Um, to me. So it, there's been points where I've actually had to, you know, pause the game or go do something else and, and kind of let the emotions run their courses. Right. So uh, definitely something that starts out slow, 
Um, and that's, that is definitely a choice that the devs made to do. Uh, they want to build this game, uh, from the beginning. Um, so they bring it, bring it to you in pieces and, and the first part is slow. And I've seen some people out there have some issues or, or even give up on the game just because the first hour in they, they didn't get sucked in. Um, but for me, I got through that first hour. I was already curious and then it starts to pick up. And then the pieces start fitting together and you start learning things um, as you go through uh, that really grabbed my attention and then said, okay, now I'm in, now I want to know more and I want to, I want to beat this game because I want to find out what I'm going to be left with afterwards. Right? So for me, um, the game itself, I love the story obviously i love the characters i love the acting shout out to a couple of the actors kelly burke uh, who does marianne the main character no spoilers but we already know marianne's the main character kelly burke did an absolutely phenomenal job troy baker um <laughs> crazy uh crazy crazy uh just well done um acting here and then uh uh, Graham Vick, uh, who does another character too. Uh, I highly recommend when people go through this game, uh, when you find out who the characters are, uh, really appreciate what these actors and actresses did uh, with this with this story because they really bring it bring it to life. Extremely strong performances here. Um, the sound uh, is top notch. Yes. Yeah top notch i mean impeccable um as far as everything goes the environments that you walk into the sound effects and i suggest again it's just a suggestion everybody's got to do their thing if you don't have a really great uh surround sound system i suggest wearing headphones because you will pick up on little cues and little background noises that absolutely complete wherever you know whatever setting that you're in will absolutely complete that immersion you know i'm and, glad that you said that yep. I, i'm really really glad that you brought up that point because it is it is it is a an, an important aspect as a matter of fact when you turn on the game besides giving you the sensory uh at, at, you know uh, advisement that if you suffer from of course seizures this game has a lot of that sensory that could trigger it they do suggest that you play the game with a pair of good headphones and this 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 let me tell you something right now i have to bring back into the conversation senua's saga uh, 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 uh mm -hmm. senua's sacrifice i'm sorry yep. um that is a game that is two different monsters with headphones and without because without headphones it is an action adventure hack and slash you know, uh, you know, hit hit A at the per at perfect timing kind of a game, and I think that even though you, it's telling you that she is suffering from mental uh, illness, you don't appreciate the lengths that Ninja Theory went to make you understand how someone with that disease feels. Talking about it's giving me goosebumps, by the way, and of course I want to now pull it back in to the medium and those nuances that you're talking about make an incredible difference. But more importantly, 
really pushes the survival horror because you are, I mean, listen, there's been times where I've been playing at night with headphones pong and you know, you know, when you get that in the corner of your eye, kind of a feeling yep. that you kind of just side eye and I'm in here, Mrs. Boomstick sleeping. I'm in the living room. We don't have cats. We don't have kids. You know what I'm saying? So it's just us. And you kind of look to the side, like, did I just see something move? That is how good this sound is. Yep. Absolutely. That, 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 that's when, you know, your brain has fully connected with what you are experiencing visually, right? You start to play those tricks on yourself. <laughs> it, it, it happens. Uh, any little movement, any little shadow. Uh, you know, I, I've had my dogs scare me uh, while playing this <laughs> when, they, when they creep around the corner and I didn't notice That's them right. there. Uh, right. So stuff like that. And again, this isn't even a horror. Again, if this was a straight, it's not like you're in your face, bloody horror type game right this is a thriller through and through but it is those little details that they've gone the extra mile to put in that make all the difference in the world and that separate this game from from your average uh you know average game in in the genre right so that they have gone to extremes to make sure that you feel like you're there especially like you said, either with a great surround sound system or with headphones. I've played it both ways. Um, the headphones, obviously with, you know, noise canceling and everything else, they really put you there. You, you lose yourself. Right. Yes. So, so uh, yeah, no, I, I totally agree that the, the sound is uh, one of the first things I noticed just walking through the forest settings um, just to, well, even, the, you know, what's great. Yeah, I, yeah. Again, you brought up another great yeah. point, the crunching. Yes. When you're walking on grass, yes. when you're walking on rock surfaces, when you walk over a, a tree limb, you hear it crack, folks. Yeah. Like it, it is these it is these little nuances that make this again, I, I think when you're talking about a game, you have to review it, and we're gonna do that today with Every if you are someone who appreciates the craft, see, I'm not a designer. I'm a stupid podcaster, right? I'm a retired New York City police officer who who loved video games for over forty years, right? I've been gaming since 1978 when the Atari 2600 was brought to me by my pop, and I, it, I haven't lost it yet. And I don't. I and I think that one of the things that gets lost in how a lot of these, and I'm not picking on the generation younger. Uh, gaming media is they look at it from a solo lens. Look, one, one, one look through the peephole and, and, and they, they just judge it based on their initial feelings instead of actually like the old school days, like the old EGMs when they were 300 pages or the gamers Republic or, you know, the, uh, the, 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 the game pro pick, pick whatever your favorite magazine was back in the days. And, they reviewed these games and all of what we're talking about now was taken into consideration. And it wasn't just everything under one umbrella, six or six out of 10, because I, it, it, it didn't make my hair stand up. And it's those nuances, again, like the breaking of the twigs, the crunching of the, of, of the ground while walking on you know uh, a grassy surface or a rock surface when you're in the forest as opposed to when you're walking in the initial opening you know part of of the funeral home it, it's it's fantastic it is 
It, it is. And even the birds in the background. Yes, and the I don't crows know if, especially. Yes, yes. And and I don't know if you noticed it, but even when you, when you again, no spoilers, but she, she has an investigative type mode that you go into. Did you notice that the sound changes? It enhances? Yes. Certain, matter, certain, yes, like, certain like aspects. Her senses are yes. going off. Yes. Yes. It, 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 that blew me away when it first happened. I mean, I, I've seen that in other games too. In it, it, in certain degrees but when that first happened and i was like wow i just kind of walked around and i kind of went in and out of that mode just to kind of see how it transformed great i mean again we we could spend probably a half hour on the sound but we probably shouldn't since we've only got an hour but <laughs> we but, but but yes highlight for me highlight for me definitely was the sound and the and the detail that they put into that um along with the soundtrack i mean the soundtrack itself uh, absolutely stunning. Um, you know, obviously, uh, they, they, they brought in, um, uh, Yama, uh, Yamaoko. Yes. Uh, from Silent Hill. Yes. Silent Hill absolutely. Yes. And you can hear his influence in all of it, right? They leaned on him heavily. I know he, he, he was obviously just listed as a co, um, uh, co-composer, but you can hear the influence that he had on this game. If you remember back to the old Silent Hills, uh, his music fits the mood uh, to the to the 10th degree, right? So yeah. it is incredible um, how it can be subtle when it needs to be, and then it's in your face when it needs to be. And it drums up uh, the tension levels um, and, and just adds again, to the overall atmosphere. And, and, and you know, again, let, let's talk about the atmosphere itself. The atmosphere itself, and this includes the sound, this includes the graphics, this includes all the little subtle cues that you're going to get from this game. The atmosphere in this is one of probably my favorite and deepest uh, that I've ever experienced, right? It is dripping with atmosphere, whether you're in the spirit world or whether you're in the material world, both of them give some, it's such a dramatic difference between the two that I could not believe it at points when I was, when I was walking through and all of a sudden, you know, you're in the spirit world and the change that you felt almost physically while you're playing this game uh, was out of this world. Uh, you know, it, it just, it, I loved every moment of it when it came to the atmosphere, everything was near perfect, uh, for what they were trying to get you to either, you know, find, see, feel, whatever the case may be, they set the tone perfectly. And again, awesome job. I just, just phenomenal. Um, you know, we could talk about the elephant in the room, um, you know, graphics wise, um, there are. It's inconsistent. Let's put it that way. Um, what I mean by that is that there, you know, there's little things, the facial animations, which people have talked about already, um, you know, the, the, the motion capture, it is old school, right? It, yes. it, 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 <laughs> it harkens back to the resident evil days and it's, it's, it's kind of jarring just because the rest of the graphics themselves are phenomenal and there there are some parts i mean with the when they use the ray tracing um it's beautiful it's it's, it's drop dead gorgeous uh the lighting in in this game 
phenomenal uh, with the shadow work. Uh, really, really hits home. Um, and and the the scenes that you, they put you in, I mean, the forest scenes from the forest scenes to to the hotel uh, to just individual rooms. The graphics, you can walk somewhere and all of a sudden stop and be like, wow, okay, this yeah, looks yeah. next gen. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of want to, I want to touch on that yeah. on two yeah. points because one, I think the best, the best compliment that I can give this is, and just harking back to the dripping of, of, of atmosphere is making you feel dread. Like you logistically feel dread going on. And the only thing I could harken back, and again, the best comment, uh, compliment I could give this game is that it, 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 for me, for me as a gamer, it, it, it equates to Silent Hill, more specifically Silent Hill 2, um, yeah. which was a, a, a very, very dark game, which this, this is, as you can tell by some, some, you know, some stuff on the screen. Um, in fact, you know what, let me just make sure the video continues to play, and we'll start this all over again for you guys to just keep watching. Um, and, um, and, and, and the chance or, 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 or the, the, the risk that went with the ideology that they were not going to allow the player to have full range of the camera was ballsy. There's yep. no, there's no other way to put it. Oh yeah. Um, and for me, listen, everyone that follows me knows that my heart in gaming is will and forever be the resident evil franchise i am a fan through and through i've beaten games that you probably have never heard of in resident evil talking about the old playstation 2 first person light gun games mrs mrs boom and i used to play um and uh this this is so reminiscent of old school resident evil that i i, I again a lot of people had to take a step back because they weren't ready for a reintroduction into fixed cameras. And I have to tell you that it was done with style, it was done with precision, and it makes this game, being using old techniques, an absolute standout in 2021 in, in, yep. in game development, hands down. Agreed. It was critical for it was critical for what they wanted to present you right yes. when you go to a fixed camera style and and for people you know younger generations who may not be used to that um i can see why it feels like a step back in some ways uh, not allowing you full control um and i get that but unless you really understand why the developers make a decision like this th the way that they set up each each place that you visit it is critical and it gives you, it provides the proper context when you walk into a room of what they want you to see, what yes. they want you to experience so that you don't miss anything. And it is just like a movie, just like, you know, how a movie, they, a director will set up each shot specific, right? A specific camera angle to present you something. That's what they're doing here. And for me, absolutely loved it. Um, it. It did bring back the nostalgic, but at the same time with the upgrades that they've, you know, obviously technology wise and stuff, the, the tank controls did not bother me. Um, it took, it took a minute 
uh, to get used to again, some of the tank controls, but I've gone back and played some Resident Evil. So, you know, it, but, but it's a lot tighter now than it used to be. Um, and the way they set up the rooms are done with more care so that walking around didn't feel like a chore, like it could in the old Resident Evil games. Um, but as to your point about what it reminded you of, it definitely reminded me of Silent Hill. Um, it also reminded me of Alone in the Dark. Yes, um, and, and, and classic yeah. Alone yes. in the Dark, by the yes. way. Yes, the classic style Alone in the Dark. And obviously, uh, minus the combat stuff, uh, Alan Wake vibes through and through um, oh, for me. As a matter of fact, again, another strong point because the the – Fear aspect of not getting, not being in the light. Yes, for for Alan Wake is what is represent well represented here, but not in the same way because light doesn't necessarily make you, um, you know, save you. Uh, I, I I think that you know when she uses her 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 aura power where like it yep. it burns the moths that you saw in the in, in the video that I'm running in the background. That doesn't happen that often, but when it does, you feel powerful. Yes, uh, and, and that's how you felt with Alan Wake. I mean, this this has again this this has check marks for a lot of games. Silent Hill check, Resident Evil check, uh, uh, per, um, Alone in the Dark check, and now Alan Wake check. I mean, listen, when you can <laughs> put it to this way, when you could be in the same conversation of these classic classic monster games. You have done something special, and that's what I think this game is. Absolutely. I mean, again, I, I can't stress enough that people want to dismiss this game uh, because of, of the fixed camera um, and the tank controls. Don't do it. Um, don't dismiss this game. It, it, it's set up uh, on purpose that way. It was a design choice. Like you stated, it was it was a, a courageous uh, design choice to uh, to in 2021 bring back that style but at the end of the day it was important and and for this game uh so that you were able to experience it the way that they wanted you to uh in every aspect and, and it works it, it works beautifully i, I absolutely I absolutely loved it again it, it was perfect for this game um so i can't uh, can't say enough about that um the puzzles and the clues well designed uh yes. nothing nothing can nothing over the top confusing i mean it's not going to be anything revolutionary where you're like oh my gosh this is totally something new um but it's not going to get you lost in the game either where you feel like that you're struggling at all times to figure out what you need to do next it's um, always in the room that you're in and there are subtle clues yes. that they yes. give if you use your um you know um medium power Yep. where it turns some of the screen white uh, from the darkness, uh, things start to pop up. I, I, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, first of all, Master Clowns, my God, he drops an outstanding additional $20 Super Chat. I mean, I don't even know what to say, dude. Thank wow. you for the generosity. He says, you guys mentioned Alone in the Dark. Nostalgia is real. Love this show. So many worthy mentions. Well, dude, thank you. We, you have a couple of old school cats here. We appreciate <laughs> where we came from. And let me, not, let me not forget Dan the Man Cunningham, who's another very generous friend of the show. He drops an outstanding $5 Super Chat and says, Pong, the success of the medium makes me wish that Game Pass had come sooner. Games like Murder Soul Suspect, which was 
dope, by the way, would have survived. Keep up the great work. Well, thank you for the super chat and thank you for the mention. Yeah, Mer- that's a game that is um, very, very few people played for sure. Correct. Um, yep. But I, what I want to do is, you know, I want to get into some other points because yep. you, you, you continue with yours and, I, and I'll, I'll follow Absolutely. you because you're making some good ones here. All right, so, so, um, so with the clues and the puzzles, like I was stating, they don't confuse you to the point where you get lost, right? So, and and they are very, they are specific to the story. So you're not doing stuff that isn't unrelated, or they just threw it in there to waste your time. Every clue, every puzzle that you find moves the story forward in some aspect, and I love that piece of it. Um, I again, I never felt like I was just doing something to do something because they needed to, you know, make it, you know, make it feel like you, you were spending more time in this world. Every single little piece brought the story closer to a full picture. Uh, it was another piece of the puzzle. Uh, and it lets you see into what they were trying to show you a little bit more. Right. So that part of the game worked well. Uh, it was well implemented, switching back and forth uh, between spirit world or material world um, and the different ways that they actually did that. It's not just always split screen, which some people got the wrong impression when they when they saw a lot of the videos or listened to a lot of people. It's not always just split screen. There are times where you get to go back and forth fully. Um, and that was fantastic. Um, the introduction, um, again, there's no combat. There's no combat here, really, uh, in, in, in the way that we think about combat. You're fighting against, uh, there, there is a main uh, antagonist here. Um, yes. and, and again, no spoilers. I don't want to give away too much because. Well, technically, there's two. Technically, yes, there are two. There's two, but you, you, you learn of them. Yes. The, the main and, character is being hunted yes. by this thing. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> The encounters are horrifying, correct? Uh, especially when and 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 what's great is that if you are a reserved player, and there there are these these um, energy banks, and I don't mean like a traditional bank, like hey TD Bank. I'm talking about like these energy. Um, uh, I don't know what, what would you call silos or whatever they are in the game that you can that she can pull from, and oh, well. if you get. There you go, an energy yes. well. Thank you yes. very much for the yes. save. Uh, and uh, you, 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 she pulls the energy from this, and the energy. This is powered by powerful memories that you find within the story. And there is a point that where, where you know, it, it, if you did get caught by this thing, and it only happens once or twice that you can use this. You energy blast this thing, and it lets you go, and you don't die. Um, again, it's it's just my God. So so many really interesting things done to tell this story. That I'm going to be honest with you. I, I know that there's a there's a guy in the chat, TK something. I, I know you, t- yeah, TK nine. Listen, I appreciate you being your brother. Yeah, I really do. If it was boring for you, I, I hear you. Not every game is for every gamer. I, I'm going to have a T-shirt available soon for, that says that because <laughs> that is the truth. But w- with that said. People obviously in the chat are enjoying the, the banter. You know, you gave your opinion, right? You, you, th- you found it boring. Okay, not a problem, dude. You're welcome here. But there are a lot of people in this chat that's been absolutely flying by, which is, I've been a hard time keeping up with it. People really enjoy the game. So we're here to talk about, you know, our, our negatives, the facial animation, 
some of the twitchiness on the character when they turn. Sure. Are those things, uh, should, should they be addressed in a future release? 100%. But I think that what that proves is that even with the very limited staff and limited funding, they can still make an incredible title. Absolutely. And again, the, the small problems are there and we're not going to try to avoid them. And for some people, you know, some people are very picky and that's okay. Uh, again, like you said, boom, not every game is for every person. And that's the great part about game pass, not, yes. not, not to do another game pass advertisement, but this per uh, this just perfectly encapsulates why game pass is so important. Like, like, so, you know, like, uh, Dan, the man said, uh, without game pass, this might, there's been other games that have been lost that were yes. fantastic games. Yes. This game is not going to be lost because more people, more eyes, more ears are going to see and experience this game uh, than normally would have. And, and that just helps Bloober. Um, that helps the game itself. And that helps Microsoft um, in all aspects. So this, this perfectly encapsulates why Game Pass exists yes. um, for a lot of reasons, right? So uh, I can't stress that enough. Go try this game for yourself. If it's not for you, so be it. If if, if you're like Zemi and you just can't do it, okay, I, I can hear that too. I understand. But go try this game if and just see it for yourself and, and play for more than an hour. Try to get through that first. If it's too slow for you in the beginning, try to get through it because it picks up and this is a game you don't want to miss. I, I, I truly believe that. It's not perfect. There's, there's pop-in. In some areas, there shouldn't be pop-in. There, there's some artifacting, some weird artifacting that happens. And, and I'm assuming that it will all be patched out, right? Uh, but it's nothing that takes away from the game itself. Because this is a narrative-driven game that makes you want to investigate and find out what the hell is happening, right? That, that that's what this game wants you to do. Um, and it does that uh, in a way that people should appreciate. Um, and that's, that's what I got out of this. Yeah. I, it, it's fantastic. I, I, absolutely. Real quick. Let me, let me just address TK nine. I yeah. might have gotten it wrong. If I, if I got it wrong, dude, I, I, because again, this, the chat is flying by and I know that you were going back with, uh, going back and forth with a few people to, and you said the word boring several times. If you weren't talking about the medium, then of course I humbly apologize. Uh, and, 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 and I, then I got it wrong. So again, you know, that's that's on me as as uh, as someone that the chat's just going so quick. But again, if you're here and you're enjoying yourself, brother, listen, good on you, man. And, and once again, I apologize. I don't like I don't call people out, you know, to be a d bag about it. But you know, I, I also got to make sure that people are here and they're they're keeping their hands to themselves. And uh, you know, obviously, we, we want to make sure that this stays a fair and uh, and fun place to come and hang out. So of course, again, if I got it wrong and I believe I did my, my humble apologies to you. Uh, let me just catch up on a few of these super chats that have come in and we have quite a few of them. The generosity once again, continues to be incredible dream eater. Very generous friend of the show drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says as a silent Hill two fan, the medium gets my approval as a great spiritual successor. It's definitely not for everyone, and I'd love to see combat in the medium too. Yes, I, I think that that is certainly um, – this is great groundwork for what the medium too could potentially be. But I, I like you, Dream Eater, I agree. I would absolutely love to see combat come. Uh, I don't know if I – I mean, I would like to see the medium powers – um, m more um, um, 
explained and maybe they those could be turned into you know weapons that you could use i don't necessarily know if i want to see uh the game start bringing out uzis and and rocket launchers and things i i think that would take away from because again it's a different game at that point (laughs) it's not resident evil but i would i would like to see some um uh further uh clarification or even realization if you will of the of the powers that she has because we know she's powerful there's just no doubt about it we have uh jagai uh, drops an outstanding two dollars super gen says Troy Baker was awesome indeed he certainly was uh, he is definitely uh, g- g- without a doubt gave a fantastic performance um, Thanaros very generous friend of the show drops an outstanding five dollars super chat and says did Bloober team mention that the game was sort of a throwback sounds a lot like people expected something else look I mean. With games like Resident Evil 2 Remake, with games like Resident Evil 3 Remake, and even some of the Resident Evil 7 and 8 that are coming out, I, I think that there, there might have been some sort of a misunderstanding of what what this game was going to be, and that, that, that really is not the fault of Bloober. I think that they have done more than enough advertising and i mean as a matter of fact and a big shout out to you know the bloober team's uh youtube channel uh, i pulled all of this content from there and you can see that they give you more than enough information about said game for you to make a decision of whether or not this is for you and and and, and even even more so with it being in game pass and if you're a subscriber which the big question is why wouldn't you be a subscriber is that you can play this game with no risk whatsoever. And uh, li- like Pong has said, and I think many people that have not only been in the chat, but on, on multiple shows, Game Pass does something very, very amazing. And it allows you to play a game that you may not have thought you l- would like. And it introduces you to new genres unlike anything before it. And I think that that is, that, that, that is why this game is successful. And I know people, ha- and I've seen it, Pong, I've seen it in, in, in multiple places within social media that uh, this being in Game Pass was somehow a negative. And we, tur- right. and we find out that that, of course, is false, false truths um, uh, once again. Again, it's, it, it's the interweb. So, of course, you're going to get narrative-based opinions instead of factual-based uh, opinions and uh, again folks as you can as you can tell uh pong and i both love this game uh, i think a lot of people in the chat we had um close to 250 people here i want to thank everybody for coming out really really i this is a uh, uh, again this is something that i wanted to do i thought i think that the bloober team uh did something really special with the medium and uh, what i'd like to do now is because we're closing in or we're actually past the one hour mark and this show is really not meant to be a two-hour show. It's only meant to be an hour. <laughs> Are um, you sure? We can go two hours. Let's yeah, go. We, we, we definitely <laughs> go, we definitely go two hours. But I, I would like to get our give our full review, um, and uh, and then obviously we'll end it and we'll do we'll do a shout out to, of course, many people in the chat as well as, of course, my panel, my co-host of the day, uh, Pong. Let's start with you. Uh, for you. If you know again, if you are said professional reviewer, you, you, you made a tremendous amount of really great points. You talked about some of the shortcomings that need to be addressed in a, a potential sequel. Um, what would you be reviewing this? What would be your final score for Bloober Team's The Medium? 
All right. Well, we didn't really talk about this. Are we doing this out of 10? Are we doing this out of 100? What do you think, Boom? Well, we could do it out of 10. You know, you could do your point. 10? Pretty standard. Okay. So I've gone back and forth on this uh, because, you know, again, the issues are there, um, but they're not big enough to take away from what the team was doing with this game and the finely crafted story that they presented us and all the positives that are in here. And again, as with all reviews, it's an opinion based, right? So I think people get lost and, and think that somehow, you know, people who review these games are are experts and we need to listen to everything they say. It's still an opinion, no matter what, at the end of the day. And for me, um, being the older gamer that I am coming from where I've come, this harkened back to the old style horror thrillers that I loved. And so for me, uh, I would finally give. I would give this game an eight point five. Nice, yep. strong. Yep, uh, yep. I definitely would eight point five. If if the graphics, if the facial animations, and um, you know the overall experience was just uh, had gotten that tick up again. Had they been underneath the Microsoft umbrella, had they had the extra funding, I think that would have been done. You, you move this game into the nines. I I, I think from a story standpoint. Um, it is rock solid. It is is a 9.5 from a story standpoint. Um, and, and the way they crafted the game itself, uh, definitely in the nines. Um, you know, I, I love it. I love it. And, it, and it's 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 right there. Yeah, and that's a strong opinion. Let me let me just give some of the scores. Uh, a TK9 gives it a 9.5 out of 10. KK Days gives it an 8.5 out of 10. We also have Creepa. Uh um, Evox gives it an eight out of 10. Uh, you know what folks, here we go. Yeah, well, he says, and I enjoyed the story as the story for him was a nine. Uh, let's, let, let's get some scores in here in the chat and let's see what the, uh, what the 200 plus people have to say about it before I give CJ, CJ Gomez says story was a nine for him, which is pretty dope. Uh, and, uh, and, I, and I'll read them out as they come in. Um, well, Joseph, uh, Lee Huga gives it a four out of 10. Listen, I mean, Hey, Joseph, uh, Jose, I said, Joseph, Jose, if that's your opinion, brother, listen, you're entitled to it. I don't know what to tell you. Lethal Papa with the strong 8.5 out of 10. Uh, CJ Gomez. I need a sequel. Indeed. Uh, I have not beaten it yet, but I, I'm, I'm like, I'm so freaking close. Elemental PO. Hey, what's up, dude? Welcome back to the, to the chat. He gives an 8.9 out of 10. We have Lord roughness with the 8.5 out of 10. We have interruption with nine so far. Nighthawk with the 8.5. Um, uh, he Hita gives it an 8.5. Uh, uh, 8.5 was spot on. We also have uh, Jay's natural fitness about two hours in, and I'm a nine out of ten so far. Daniel Hayes eight eight out of ten. Reign of the Third Eye 8.5 out of ten. Um, we have here. Um, Bosnina 09, 8 out of 10, which is strong. We have CYV Studios, 8.5 out of 10. Nelson Rivera with an 8.5 out of 10. Manny Fresh, 8.8 to 9. I mean, listen, it seems as if there were a lot of people in the nines, a lot of people in the mid eights. And and, and my, 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 my opinion on this is, for me, as a gamer who appreciates survival horror, who really understands what's, what Bloober Team was looking to do. It was looking to tell you a very, very deep personal story that has a lot of loss attached to it, 
Um, there is some suggestions of of uh, uh, some very very serious and hot, you know, real yes. life topics. Yes. And I'm not going to break those down because I don't want to spoil it for everyone. But there is definitely a suggestion of some serious topics that really uh, that some that, that most people turn away from. And I think that they do it with class. I think they do it with precision. I think it's nothing is nothing in this game is done for the F of it. Uh, we just had nothing else better to do. So we threw this in here to kind of throw you off the scent. Exactly. Everything is, is procedurally done in a way where it tells a story. And uh, granted, this is a game that you can completely run through. If you're not into backstory, if you're not into reading the pieces of paper that pop up when the little X shows up and you press the button and you turn the paper around and you read the back of it or you pick up a picture frame and, you, and you're looking at it, if, if you don't want to learn the story, then this is probably not going to be a game that you're going to give a very high mark because you're missing out on what they're trying to do. Now, granted, you can play the game like an action game and I think still walk away satisfied, but I think that if you really want to learn why she is where she is and where she goes from start to finish, it behooves you as a gamer to take the time to appreciate what Bloober Team has done. So for me personally, for me, it's a solid 9.0 out of 10. 9 nice. out of 10 for nice. a, a multitude of reasons that I just gave you. I, I, I reserve one point deduction for some, of course, we talked about the facial animations, some of the jankiness, especially when you're being chased and you have to particularly hide behind something. Yep. Sometimes it comes out and you get killed. And again, it's, it's one of those instances that with further funding, with uh, you know, you know, potentially more developers, uh, we we could see this go from looking like it currently looks, which I think it looks amazing, to potentially looking like Senua Saga Hellblade Two, and I think that that is definitely a possibility if this if Bloober Team does get acquired by Microsoft, because at that point we know that those uh, twenty three first party studios are now sharing tech, and I think that it would behoove the people at Bloober team to take some time to potentially sit down. And again, this is all, all just, you know, imagination at this point, because we'd have no idea. I, I think that they're going to be, um, I put it to this way when they're announced, I'm not going to be surprised, but I am going to be tremendously happy about that. But listen, folks, this has been a fantastic um, uh, show. Again, only only meant for an hour. We're almost an hour and 15, and I hope that you enjoyed it. Of course, I still want to extend my sincere apologies to TK9. I want to make sure that's understood. Certainly don't mean to... Uh, to get it wrong, and if I do get it wrong, I'm a uh, you know I'm a real man. I I come out and I admit it. So again, dude, uh, we want you to come back, and of course, uh, uh, you know you are entitled to give give something your opinion that's boring. And it's fine, and um, but uh, listen again. I, I want to thank uh, several people. First of all, Punk Soul, I want to thank you for taking the time to hang out um, uh, and 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 do the the medium review and live reaction for today's show. I want to thank the near 250 people that were here in the chat. Uh, I also want to say thank you to, to the very generous super chats that have come in today. I mean, uh, it's just unbelievable how many have come in, and you just obviously continue to power the show and allow for us to build up, uh, you know, 
the the tools necessary to run the channel as well as give Mrs. Boomstick and I the ability to do big time giveaways like we did last year and the year before and that we will do, will be doing once again uh, come the holidays of 2021. Pong Sol, why don't you tell everyone about where they can reach out to you on social media, but more importantly, what other works of art in the podcasting game do you have going on and what other shows could people tune in to listen to you? Absolutely. Uh, thank you again, Boom, for this opportunity. Thank you, Zemi, for vacating your seat today. I appreciate it immensely. Uh, these opportunities are, I again, I, I, I don't take them for granted. So I appreciate you, Boom. I appreciate all that you do in the community and for giving people like myself a chance on your show just to get their voice out there. Uh, amazing. And, and from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Uh, thank you, chat, everybody that showed up today. I see all my beautiful friends in the chat in there. Uh, you guys have been great. You guys have been supporting me as I as I started doing this podcasting stuff uh, in 2021 here. Uh, I, I appreciate all of you, so thank you. Um, you can find me on Pong Soul, uh, Xbox and uh, Twitter, same name. Follow me, I follow back. Uh, love talking about games, obviously. Uh, you can find me on Friday nights, uh, as uh, Boom uh, started the show off by saying, with Fun Speculation, a.k.a. Mav, uh, his wife, Caitlin, Assassin Lupa, and 3-Bit, another good friend of uh, Boom's. Uh, so you can find us Friday nights, the Xbox Ultimate Podcast. Uh, it starts at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and then we do a community uh, game night afterwards. Uh, we, we, we vote on it. Uh, it's been a lot of Master Chief Collection lately but we're planning on switching it up. Uh, you can also find me on Saturday nights on the shop podcast with PTK Blam, uh, Fuzzy Belvedere, uh, Stag, and Centurion. Um, and that uh, that starts at uh, 7 p.m. Uh, Central Standard Time. And uh, otherwise, you know, you never know where I'm going to pop up. I've been doing kind of a tour here. It's been crazy. Uh, never expected this in 2021. So keep your eyes open. You don't know where you'll see me next. But uh, again, love you all. Love this community. Thank you so much for all the support. And, and boom, again, heartfelt thank you to you. Yeah. Well, listen, dude, it's my pleasure. Uh, it's my pleasure. And obviously, you know, help, helping content creators get a voice is my way of paying it forward. Uh, obviously, my humble beginnings started on Crossfire with Mooch on Friday evenings uh, a couple of years ago, and uh, I got a taste for podcasting. Again, it was just a bucket list kind of a thing. Like, oh, let me get on a podcast. I reached out to Mooch. He offered me to come on, and I thought it was going to be a one-time thing, and it turned out to be something of a, of a permanent position. And then, of course, I got the taste to do things on my own. I wanted to do my own show i had no idea that eventually i was going to have my own network of shows uh, which is what we have on double barrel gaming with four live shows weekly and of course now video content weekly video content is available uh for you if you if you like listening to me get into specifics on a particular topic i got three of them that i've released in the last week uh, and they're all anywhere between five and ten minutes in length. And uh, you're going to get those weekly as well as uh, the four live shows. But, of course, I want to close out today's show with something that's important to me. One day, I hope that it's important to you. And that's something that my dear old dad taught us when we were real small. And it made me a better police officer, but more importantly, a better human being. And he used to say, son, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, and I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone, and we'll see you next week on the newest episode 
of Xbox One-on-One. -on -one. <laughs>